God in Jesus' name. Thank you for being here today. Before you're seated, have a special request for the Miller family. We just wanted to ask the Lord to touch them today in Jesus' name. I've had some issues um, and you know, just issues. I'll just go there. But who is it? I saw him. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Is it okay if we pray for your family? Is it okay if we pray for your family? Yeah. Praise God. We're going to pray that Barb will be a lot nicer to you, okay? No, we're just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But I believe that God will touch your family and all that's involved in Jesus' name. That's good, Tony. Go over there and lay your hands on him in Jesus' name. Let's pray. The rest of us, let's lift up our hands right now and let's ask God to touch them in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I'm absolutely confident in what you can do. You can do exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think. I'm expecting that, in fact, in Jesus' name. Not telling you what to do, God. I'm just believing that you can do all things in Jesus' name. Praise God. And he will. He will. Praise God. You can be seated now. The Lord bless you. Thank you for responding to that. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. It really is. This is just a great place. And welcome, visitors. We got one from Canada here. No, you're, you're back in the United States. We're glad you're back. Praise God. So good. And from Macedonia. Is that where you're from? That's where you're going anyway, right? Praise God. I saw you t uh, put your arm around. Do you realize what the Lord can do? That's his mother-in-law. I'm just kidding. I, it's, that's, a, that's an amazing thing. I understand that. You just keep saying that. You just keep saying that. Yeah, and I'm just, I, he means that. He really does. But it's good to have you. Good to have all, all of our people here today. So glad from Newcastle. Praise God. We appreciate you coming today to services. And um, we just trust the Lord's got something for everybody. Well, he does. He just, every day, God has got something. You know, Peter, his second epistle was a little different than the first one. Uh, a lot of people feel like, you know, he wrote the second one. Somebody helped him write the first one. But that be that what it may, you know, he kind of just really basically brought about things for us to remember. That's where he makes re reference to that in that second epistle. But he ends it with saying, you know, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what a way to end. I mean, if that isn't uh, the will of God, I don't know what is. Grace is just simply the influence of God. You know, we talk about the divine influence upon God upon our hearts, you know, or the unmerited favor of God towards man. Whatever, whatever it is, God extends it to us. And it's grace that really does make things happen. It really does. Um, there's grace in the prayer room. There's grace in the preaching. There's grace in the Bible study. There's grace in every aspect that God has. 
and it's because of his, his influence can really, really begin to make the difference. Somebody said, I think it was the guy yesterday that preached, he said, the real battle we have is between our two ears, our minds. And I'm not here to, to claim that everybody's mentally ill and all that kind of business, but the kind of world that you and I live in can, can bring that about. I mean, you begin listening to CNN enough and you're going to think, boy, everything's gone. You know, I mean, we might as well just forget the whole works. And we must understand that God is, is in control. He really is. Ultimately, he's in control. He allows us to, you know, to, to do things. I, I, somebody already warned me, so that's okay. And I, I began preaching in nursing homes, so I, I'm used to distractions and things of that nature. Praise God. Did children's ministry for a while and, and uh, probably... The worst three years of my life was when I was a youth pastor. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, but um, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I am going to keep on track. I am. Um, only you can do this. Uh, only me. Only me. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to, you come back tonight and I'm really going to get you. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I, I didn't mean that. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, and I'm going to use this as an illustration. Now look at the book of Colossians. I'm going to show you something here before I launch into a very, very simple, very low-keyed, very um, light little Bible study today. I'm going to talk about benefits. And everybody needs them. I don't care who you are. A couple of years ago, going on three years now, I signed up for... for um, Medicare, Medicare, and um, I was glad it was there, you know, and I'm exploring it more and more. One of the beautiful benefits God has given me is good health, and I appreciate that, but the bottom line is I know as I get older, I'm going to need those benefits more and more and more. That's just how it works. Things wear out, right, Brother Tony? They do, and so I thank God for technology. I thank God for doctors, um, but I thank God for, for the, the ability that he gives to people to be able to do those things. Look at Colossians chapter 3, and let me just sow this seed into your heart here this morning. The scripture says, if, everybody say if. if. Lots of those in the Bible, their condition. You know, verse number 1. You know, the Bible says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek. Everybody say seek. seek. Yeah, those things which are above. Notice that, not below. It says, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Uh, Ephesians, on this same type of theme, makes reference to heavenly places. Yeah, and I'm not talking about shooting across the universe and that type of thing. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. One of the beauties of the New Testament is the kingdom of God is here. Jesus said, if you're born again, you can see the kingdom of God. If you're born again, you can enter into the kingdom of God. So what I'm talking to you about in, in the book of Colossians here, verse number one, is possible. It's possible through the grace of God. You can allow God's grace to influence you on a regular basis, and sometimes you're going to feel like you're being transported someplace. But it's a heavenly place. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's one of the things that John the Baptist, one of his, one of his ministries, he, of course his message was pertaining mainly to repentance. And why? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here. It's not some place out in Pluto or someplace like that. It's right down here on earth. And so the Bible says here in Colossians that we need to seek these things. We're risen with Christ through the operation of the Holy Ghost. Never forget that. And then it goes on to say in verse number two, here's one of the things that will help you and I set your affection on things above. Yeah. It says not on things on the earth. The book of, of James makes reference to the fact in the fourth chapter, it says, where do you think these fights come from? Where do you think all of these problems come from? 
Is it the Democrats or the Republicans? Is it, uh, you know, uh, the communists or whatever the case is? No, James puts it right where it counts. He said, they're from you. They're from me. And the reason that is, is because lust. He uses the word lust, which could be replaced with the word desire. He said, sometimes our desires are, mis are mislaid. We, we, we want everything to happen to us. You know, we don't, you know, as long as you know, the world's okay, as long as everything's okay in my world. And we have to be careful sometimes with that because God will put us in Front Street. He'll put us in a place where, where, where we're going to have some tough things happen to us so that people can understand that God is the God of the tough times. Amen. Yeah. And so this is what, what it comes down to. So he says, set your affection with things above and not on things on the earth. It says, for, uh, it says, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. And so that's not a negative term, that is a positive term. That's what you and I have going for us every day. Can you say amen? amen. I'm telling you something, folks. This is, yeah, there you go. We, this is a solid message. This is a powerful message. This is one that works. Amen. And so you and I, we, we have the ability and, and, and the uh, invitation from God to every day to enter into heavenly places. Praise God. And I believe we need them. I really do. And I'm not talking about being so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. That one isn't going to cut it either. But the bottom line is we find places of rest. Places of rest. I'll make reference to it more tonight, but um, we, we had a beautiful meeting over in Alpine. And, the, and, the, and of course, the aesthetics over there and the, and, the, and the beauty is just beyond. And this was a peak weekend. There was no question about it, wasn't it, guys? I mean, we had, I put sunglasses on. I mean, the sun was shining and this yellow, and I mean, it was just absolutely gorgeous. It was. But Friday night, we had games, fellowship, that type of thing. It's so good to get together with men of like precious faith and just hang out. Praise God. Um, have you forgiven me for winning that game yet, brother? Uh, it's going to take a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'll tell you more about that tonight. More about that tonight. But we got inside after we had a meal and just kind of, you know, chummed around, that type of thing. And the suggestion was made, I think it was Brother Rono, let's pray. And he wanted me to lead the prayer. And he came to me and he said, why don't you lead the prayer? I said, I don't want to. No, I'm just kidding. I said, <laughs> I, he said, well, what should we do? I said, let's pray. And so that's what we did. And, man, you talk about the glory of God coming yes. into that place. I mean, it was powerful. And all kinds of things within the next 45 minutes just happened. They just happened. Nobody said, oh, I'm going to bring this in and all that. It was just God that, that, that responded to hungry hearts that wanted to know him and to lift him up. And I'm telling you something, folks. That, that's, that's really the wheel that doesn't need to be reinvented. And so think about that with your daily life. God has given you and positioned you in a place where that can happen in Jesus' name. And so I'm thankful that we can understand this and, and God can help us. And, and with the if there, he can, we can say, I'm going to do that. I'm, go, I'm risen with Christ, and so I'm going to seek those things which are above, praise God. And that doesn't mean that I'm transported out of this world. It just means that I can help this world in a better way. Amen. And so hopefully that little seed thought here this morning will jar something in your life in the next week and help you to understand, praise God, that, that you know, the scripture says that all things together work for good for those that, are that, those that love God and are called according to his purpose. What we've learned over the years, we're not perfect people sitting in here, but we have learned that when you put the whole package together, that's when you begin to see, yeah, God really is in control. 
You know, when you take one little segment out of that world or out of that life, you know, um, that, that's when it can bit look a little bit like, boy, what's God, what's he doing? Doesn't he know that I'm here? Doesn't he know the problems I'm going through? Doesn't he understand, you know, the hurt that I have? And, and of course, the answer to that question is, yes, he does. But there's a bigger picture. And that's one of the things that the kingdom of God accentuates is the bigger picture on the most part, that the world is not about you. You are not the center of the universe. Amen. And that, that's not a slam. That's just how it works. And so when you get involved in the evolving of, of God and, and, and just allow his grace and his word to, to begin to tutor you on a regular basis, you will begin to see that, wow, this is a tremendous thing that God has had, that God has in Jesus' name. Would you do me a favor? Just close your eyes right now. Maybe if you want to, lift up your hands and ask the Lord to give you further understanding of that right now. In Jesus' name. Yeah, he will. I believe he can expand just what I just got done saying. I believe he can expand that tremendously. And I believe he will. In fact, I believe he's already doing that. He's already in it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for being in your word. Your word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing right now. There are some that are here that just kind of need that. And so you're piercing into the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and joints in the morrow. And you are also discerning things in our hearts right now. And God, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I believe you're going to bring something to the surface here today and several of these individuals. And God, you're going to help them to understand that God can heal them. God can deliver them. And God can touch them mightily right here in this service this morning in the name of Jesus. And God, I'm expecting that to happen. I really am, Lord God. I believe that you are the one that's large and in charge. And so, Lord God, I give you all the credit for what's going to happen here in the name of Jesus. This is beautiful, folks. I tell you, the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. It's great. Go ahead and cast that burden upon him. He's got big shoulders. Go ahead and tell him about that, maybe that sin or that difficulty you have in your life right now. Go ahead. He'll listen. He knows what's going on. He's not going to condemn you. He's not going to turn away from you. I'm telling you right now, that's the beauty of serving our almighty God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. In our world today and in our individual lives, one of the things that's very prevalent in us, and it pops up all the time, is iniquity. And sometimes people misunderstand iniquity. Iniquity is, is you know, the, one of the terms for iniquity is lawlessness. And actually, that's just a byproduct of it. Iniquity really can be explained this way, my way. That's how it is. That's why sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it really seems like the solution to the problem. And the Bible teaches us that there is, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But boy, the ways are going to lead to death. And so that's why we need God's influence and his word to come into our lives to kind of direct that. Because a lot of times we think we're doing good things, and you might be. But it might not be exactly what God wants you to do. And so he can tweak that. He can begin to put your life and give you a purpose like you have never had before in Jesus' name. You know, we sang that song this morning, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Then what does it say? For he has done great things. Hasn't he? Yeah. 
He has done great things every day. Oh, he has done great things. Bless his holy name. That's the will of God, folks, because I'm going to talk about that here and for the next few minutes. Praise God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Why? Because he has done great things. Amen. Sometimes we lose that. You know, I know, I'm sure most of you have experienced that. You know, maybe even at your job where you're doing, trying to do the best you can and you do, you know, a hundred good things that week and all of a sudden you make one mistake and boy, the, the boss has a tendency to jump right down on you, you know. And I understand that. That's, that's very intimidating and that's very, uh, th that's hard. It's hard to rise yourself up after that. But we have to. I mean, that's just the world we're living in. The world is, is increasingly getting more and more dissatisfied with the way things are. That's just what you're seeing. And I'm not a prophet of doom here, folks. I'm just telling you the Bible says that's going to happen. That people are, don't matter how much you do, how much you give, whatever the case is, people are just going to say, give me more, give me more, give me more. And that's just one of the signs that's following us right now. Now, I'm not saying everybody on the earth is doing that, but that's what, what seems to get the press. That's what seems to get the attention. And so you and I, we have to be careful with that, that we don't think, well, the whole world is like that. I believe there's a lot of honestly seeking people out there that really want the peace of God in their lives. You know, there's two factors that come with that. There is peace, the peace of God, which no doubt every one of you have felt that in here. It comes with God, by the way. And peace is just the ability to have harmony with him, to get along with him, to be in agreement with him. That's really what the, what the real deep meaning of the word peace is. And great peace have them that, that the Bible says that are not offended by his word. It, it's tremendous, you know. And so the bottom line is God, the peace of God always comes. But now what he does is he offers you the opportunity to have peace with God. That's what happens. And those of us that have really, really, really been born again, praise God, we've discovered that, that that's what happens. When we obey God and his commandments, when we do what he tells us to do, that's when we start, we. Now, the peace of God comes and it's there, but all of a sudden it starts to attach itself to us. And all of a sudden it starts to make sense and it starts to work and there starts to be a camaraderie and there starts to be a dialogue and pretty soon there's a relationship that begins to get yes. built on this. Come on, I've, I know that many of you are feeling that. Amen. That is the peace of God. What is that again? Make some noise. Oh, okay. Was that my job? Oh, okay. I thought you all were going to take care of that. My goodness, I'm preaching the word here. I got, an, I got enough on my plate, okay? What? Light? Okay, every once in a while, if you don't have something to make noise with, you know, shout out, lighten up! We'll see if that one works. The noise isn't working, by the way. It isn't. You know, maybe if you say lighten up, let's try it. One, two, three. Help that. Help that. Lighten up, Corey. That's what I do. <laughs> it's hard for me. You know it is hard for me. Amen. But I, I love this. This is great. This is really teaching me some things. And I forgot where I was at. <laughs> you did it. You distracted me to the place where I'm off it. I'm off it. 
Okay, let me get back on track here for the next 15 minutes, okay? Amen. We talk, and I know where I was. I was at the peace. The peace, the peace with God is so important. And I want to tell you something, uh, folks, especially those of you that maybe you're wondering about us and thinking that we're kind of off our rockers and stuff like that. I, I want you to understand the peace with God does not have to do with how great of a person you are or how your behavior stands, although I believe sometimes it can be an incentive to change stupid stuff that we used to do. But the bottom line is our peace with God is just our agreeing with him, saying, God, you're in charge. You got this thing down. When you begin to speak to me with your word, I'm going to take that serious. And how I'm going to show you that I take that serious, God, is I'm going to obey what you tell me to do. Now, that's very simple. That doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take master's degrees. It doesn't take PhDs. It doesn't take that. It just takes basically a willingness. And that's why James said, you want to know where all these problems come from? It's us. Our desires are not there. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to criticize you. I'm just here to say, I'm in the same boat you are. There's a lot of times during the week that my desires don't line up with God. And God doesn't kick me out of his house. God doesn't say, well, I don't want you to ever come back. He just begins to straighten me out with his word. And that's the repetitive thing that happens in my life on a regular basis. That's what I do. That's what I signed up for. And so that doesn't make me better than you. It just makes me more privileged if you would do the same thing. That's what makes me privileged is because I have peace with God. I discovered the peace of God a long time ago. But boy, when I got peace with God, that made all the difference in the world. No, it did not take all of my problems away, but it did help me to understand that I had help. And so you have the same situation that's happening in your life right now, praise God, the same opportunity. You know, the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. What that means is there are certain things that are across the board. Praise God. They tell me, yeah, make some noise. Somebody shout, lighten up. Let me give you some good news, good news for you and I, okay? You know, this next year, they're going to raise our Social Security 8.7%. Isn't that great? That's good news. I'm glad about that. Praise God. And so I know there's, there's people out there that are trying to help, you know, trying to help us. But I'm going to tell you something. God raises things a whole lot more than 8.7%. I'm going to tell you something. He raises it beyond, the, you know, beyond our, our imagination sometimes. And so that's what he can do. Look at the book of Psalms, Psalms 103. And let me kind of circle the airport here with this a little bit. You know, the Bible, the, the book of Psalms is, is, is a tremendous book. It's, it's a very, uh, I use it a lot of times as a, as a prayer starter from time to time because there's a lot of good things that are said in there that, man alive, why should I reinvent the wheel? I'm just going to say what they said because, you know, I mean, it's good. You know, and so the psalmist, in, 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 in a lot of different regards, gives us a good way to approach God. And in the 103rd Psalm, you know, uh, the, the, the psalm, David, the, psalm, the, the author of this, um, you know, he says some things here. And I'm going to talk about this real quickly here if I can. And I'm going to talk about the five blessings that God puts into your life or the five benefits that God puts in your life to help you to really, really, really make this thing count every day, Okay. You ready for this? Now, you notice the first verse there. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I, don't, I didn't know if you realized that the song that we were singing, that was scripture. 
And boy, I have learned that the more scripture you can add to your repertoire, the better off you're going to be. Because God literally does respond to his word. He does. And so, come on, somebody make some noise. Yes. (laughs) They're just as intimidated as I am. I can see that. Yeah, you're not used to this, are you? You're not used to this. Praise God. And then verse number two kind of puts it down and narrows it down to you and I. Now, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. My goodness, that's just a, that, that's a good chorus. Anybody could sing that. Amen. And then the scripture says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and oh, there's where we run the ship aground sometimes. Sometimes you and I just have a memory lapse. We forget what he has done for us. And I'm going to tell you something, folks, that you come by it honestly, by the way. It is just the way it is. Sometimes I wish I had a better memory. You know, we were talking yesterday on the way home, we were talking about Brother Tony, I think, asked me the question about a guy that came out to this district one time. Uh, uh, I think his name was Richard Bear, I think was his name. And he preached one of our conferences. And years ago, I remember when I was singing in a gospel group, we went down to Des Moines, Iowa, or south of Des Moines, Iowa, and we sang at a conference, and he was there. And that was about 35, 40 years prior to that. And he was a younger man. And he had memorized the entire Bible. It was absolutely phenomenal. And, I, and the thing that was cool about this is you could tell this guy wasn't bragging. He wasn't arrogant. He wasn't standing, oh, look at me, you know. No, it really wasn't that way. But as he would preach, he would just preach the word. He would just get that word out there. And everything was about that word. And I'm telling you something, folks. There was something alive in that place. And that's why those of you that aren't used to this, we love this Bible. This is the thing that really brings the thing into focus. See, a lot of us have a hard time. We go to the eye doctor and, and we need help. We need, we need life to become more focused to us. You know, our eyes are starting to get a little old and that type of thing. And so the, the person, the doctor there helps us. And sometimes we need glasses. Sometimes we just need to, you know, whatever the case is. Well, this is what this word can do. It's not the only thing, but it's one of the things it will do is it will bring life into focus. It will help us to understand that this is not all she wrote. You know, this life is not all that it comes down to, praise God. There's lots of things that are going to happen. And so one of the things I feel like the Lord wants to help us to focus on sometimes is the journey. You know, all of us, I hope you can, you can get happy about when the rapture is going to take place and when, you know, when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Oh, when we all see Jesus, we will sing. And uh, thank you for those words. Yes, yes, when we all get to heaven. Now, that one just kind of made you feel a little better, didn't it? And I want you to understand that's the truth. One of these days, we're going to get there. One of these days, we're going to stand in front of him, and I'm going to tell you something. Every tough thing that ever happened to you is going to fade. You're going to not even think about that. You're going to think about what's ahead of you. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be great. I mean to tell you, folks, this is what you and I live for. This is what we live for. Praise God. Yes, make some noise. Come on, yeah. You need a bigger bell. That's what you need. Yeah. Praise God. But the point, oh, there we got harmonica jack here. I've heard, didn't I hear it? Yeah. All right. All right. 
And that is the truth. Look at somebody and say, he's speaking the truth. But you know, the reality of the matter is, I'm not there yet. I am not there. I am on the journey. That's what's happened. When I became born again for the first time, initially back when I was 22 years of age, you know, that's, you know, that's 40, almost 46 years ago, praise God, that that happened to me, you know, and that was a glorious time. But my goodness, 46 years have gone under the, under the bridge. And so the journey is there. And I'm not ready to, to conclude the journey yet, but I understand I'm still on the journey. So this is why I need his help. And that's why I cannot forget his benefits. What I'm going to talk to you about here today, the next five things here, has to do with the journey. Amen. And let's look at the list. The list is really, really good. The Bible says, it says in verse number three, who forgiveth all of thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Verse four says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse number five, it says, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Now you, I, I'm going to encourage you this week sometime to get that back out and review that. There's not a bad thing in that list. You're not going to find something that's negative there. You're going to find something that's extremely positive. And this is the point I want to make about the journey. I understand we're going to have our ups and downs. I understand that life has a way of bringing ebbs and flows, you know, and that type of thing. It's just the rhythm of life. That, is, that really, a lot of times, is not, it's not just because you're a Christian. It has to do with just life in general. And so you and I must expect that. Amen. And so there are things that are going to happen to us that just is going to show us again that life, this life here, has a rhythm about it. And we have to accept that, praise God. I was thinking this morning in the book of the Revelation, chapter 2 and 3, you know, it refers to the seven churches. He's <sighs> got a spare, right? Praise God. We're okay. What's it? Yeah. And, and you know, to the churches, the seven churches, and I know I've made reference to this before, two across the board um, uh, comments he makes to each one of those churches, no matter what they were going through. He said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And that's one of the reasons I'm pro church. I'm pro, I'm pro being involved in a local church because a lot of times you're not going to hear what God has to say out there. You're going to hear what the world has to say. And I'm not here to comment on that. I'm not here to, to judge that. I'm just here to say that a lot of times that's not what God's got to say. And so a lot of times we come to a church service like this. We begin to lift up our hands. We begin to praise God. We begin to let the peace, have that peace with God come into the picture, praise God, and really present something in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden we begin to hear what God has to say. Come on, folks, that's what God wants you to do. And then the second thing was to be an overcomer. God didn't expect you. He isn't going to give you downhill all the way. He's going to give you the rhythm of life, all things Together work for the good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. That's what you and I can figure on. And so in order to get through that life, you and I have to have an overcoming um, uh, existence. We really do have to have a mentality that says, no matter what, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. 
And I'm going to tell you something, folks. That in itself will help you to understand that these other benefits have not gone away. They're still there. God is still, still giving you the benefit package in Jesus' name. Praise God. What are you saying? What's telling them? Why don't you put it on the screen? That would have been an idea. Okay. So, benefits. Okay, for the next five minutes, let's center on those benefits. What's God doing for us every day? What's God wanting to come alongside of us and in, in us and wanting to do on a regular basis? What's, what's the deal here? Because the Bible says, if it says don't forget them, you can rest assured that you could. Come on, don't you make any mistake about it. You and I, we could forget these things. And in my opinion, that's where sometimes depression comes. Not always. I'm just saying sometimes that's where it comes. And so you think about that. And so the Bible says that he forgiven. And the thing immediately I want you to understand with these five terms right away is that there is an E-T-H on the end of every one of these words. Does anybody remember what that means? You got it. It's not a one and done. It's not one time. God doesn't say, well, you know, you got five punches on your card. And so you got to use it. If you use them up, man, that's all she wrote. No, that's not what God says. God says he forgiveth, which means every time you need forgiveness, it's there. Praise God. That's the key that I want you to understand. The Bible says that he forgiveth all thine iniquities. That's why I want you to understand, like like James says, you want to know where your problems come from? They come from misguided um, desires. And this is what God wants to help us with. That's why there are times when we need to learn to forgive. But somebody said one time, there's three things, three areas of forgiveness that have to come into play if you're going to walk with God. One of them is, is you're going to have to learn to forgive yourself. You're going to make mistakes. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't learn to forgive yourself, you're going to try to hide yourself. And that's what I try. And, and that one isn't going to go away. And so forgiving ourselves is very, very much. And with the help of God, we can do that. And then we have to learn to forgive others. See, Jesus taught the, the, the idea that if, if I'm going to forgive you of everything, which look at somebody and say, that's great. And then look at somebody else and say, but... Ooh, yeah. Now he says, you got to forgive others. And so this is the help that we need. And so it begins with us. It begins with allowing God to forgive us. And then it flows from there. At least ways that's the way it's supposed to be. It flows into others. And then the last one somebody said, um, and then we do struggle with this, we got to learn to forgive God. You say, he needs forgiveness? No, we need to forgive him. Because sometimes we just don't know what he's doing. And we need to learn to say, God, I forgive you. Yeah, that's okay. It'll work in Jesus' name. And so forgiveness is a benefit that comes from God. And then the scripture says, He healeth all thine diseases. And again, the, th, the ETH is there. What does that mean? That means that God is an ongoing healer. And what I have learned is one of the greatest healings that God does is within our mind frame. That's what he does. Now listen to me. I'm not saying that God can heal cancer. I'm not saying that God can heal whatever disease hits our body. And I'm not here to, to judge. I mean, I, I've seen it happen. I've seen God do tremendous things with the body. But you know, our world focuses way, way, way too much on that. 
There are times when God is saying, praise God, I want to do something inside. I want to take care of something that's going to be there when all of this is all gone. And so this is the thing that God will focus on. And so ongoing healing is available for you in Jesus' name. Now, I don't want to discourage anybody here that's today. If you've got something wrong with your body, I'm going to tell you something. I believe in the healing touch of God. Come on, one of the signs that, that Jesus said would follow them that believe is that they would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. But I do want to help you to understand, he didn't say every one. He just said there would be signs, and that will happen. And so what I have made up my mind to do, this is just Carnahan philosophy, okay? If I've made up my mind, if God heals my body, I'm going to give him the praise. If God doesn't heal my body, I'm still going to live for him. I'm still going to love him. I'm still going to come to church. I'm still going to do what he wants me to do. Come on, somebody make some noise here today. Come on, I believe that's what God wants. Oh, hallelujah. Now listen to me, I, my time is running, running real fast here, but the bottom line is, folks, if you will do that, you will find your mind being healed on an ongoing basis. God will begin to heal your thought pattern every day in the name of Jesus, and that one will make a big, huge difference. That one will make a huge difference. Praise God. That's cool, isn't it, sis? That is cool. In the name of Jesus. And so here we are. We've got forgiveness. We've got health. The Bible says, and then he redeemeth thy life from destruction. The word, the word redeemeth literally means to revenge. In the Old Testament, I don't have time for this, but there's, a, there's an adage called the kinsman redeemer. A good book to read on that is the book of Ruth. It's a beautiful story. How, how that they lost everything, but one of their relatives was able to come in and buy it all back. And I want you to understand the same adage is with God. Now, I'm not talking about a big house on the hill or nice cars and, and materialism. I'm talking about the spiritual blessings of God. He redeems you so you can receive every spiritual blessing that comes from the heavenly. You have the ability to receive everything from God's standpoint. You do. You might not end up with a couple of million dollars in your bank account, but I'm going to tell you something. The rich blessings from heaven are yours. Why? Because he redeems us. He gives us the ability. Now you and I don't have to turn our head in shame and say, I don't deserve this. No, God gives us what we don't deserve. Can you say amen? Come on, I'm telling you right now, this is what God's got in store for you, and this is the benefit package that he has for everybody. There's nobody that has to be excluded here. Praise God. And so then the fourth one there, he talks about, the Bible says that he crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Praise God. The word crowneth, crowneth there literally means to surround. That's what it means. That's what God does. He surrounds your life if you will let him with his blessings. Praise God. You can get your, you know, we talk about hiding ourselves in a little bubble somewhere where I'm going to tell you something. God doesn't do that, but what he does is he crowns your life. He begins to surround you with the good things of God. And pretty soon you begin to say, wow, what, why didn't I do this earlier? I remember when I came to the Lord when I was 22 years of age and uh, you know, I had a lot of water under my bridge. That's a whole other story. But somebody asked me one time, they said, man, do you got any regrets? I said, absolutely not. I don't have any regrets. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm serious. I'm telling you something. The day that God helped me to realize what he had for me was the best day of my life. But then I got thinking about it later on. I thought, well, I do have one regret. 
And I said, it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's nothing I can do anything about. And that regret is that I wish I would have served God as a little child. You know? And so the bottom line is he crowns you now. Wherever you're at right now, God wants to help you to get involved in that benefit package in the name of Jesus. And the fifth one here I think is so, so extremely important. And we're living in a world that is not satisfied. I have a brother that uh, he just retired here about, about three months ago. Well, actually about six months ago. He was a clinical psychologist. He did a tremendous work. He's got a lot of compassion in his heart. He really tried to help people. In fact, he hung on for an extra year because he had like 18 clients that he just couldn't let go of. He just, I've been with these guys for 20 years, and he said, I, I just wanted to help them. But finally, he just said, they, I, I, I have to do this. But the point he told me, I asked him, him and I have had many discussions between Christianity and, and psychology and things like that. And I don't think all psychology psychologists are bad. I don't. I just think sometimes they need to learn there's something deeper, there's something better. And that's been my goal with my brother, to be honest with you. Not to condemn what he's done, but to say, Merv, if you would add this. Oh, my goodness, look at how effective. But he, I asked him one time, I said, what's the biggest thing that you deal with? He, I mean, he was counseling, you know, you know, 80 people a week sometimes, you know, and I mean, and, and that's got to be a, quite a load. It really does. And I asked him, I said, what's the, one of the biggest across-the-board problems that you encounter? And he said, you know, he thought for a minute, and he said, you know, he said, people just aren't satisfied. And I thought, wow. And, you know, in Christianity, we can adopt the same attitude. Pretty soon, like I told you before, we can live in a world where it doesn't matter what God does for us. Pretty soon it's not enough. It never will be. We just want more, 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 more instead of thanking him for what he's done. And this is one of the benefit packages of God. Is, is the word uh, um, satisfieth, and again, that's an E-T-H, it's an ongoing thing, literally means to fulfill. You know, the scripture makes the reference in many places, especially in the New Testament. It says that you are complete in Christ. The word complete there does not mean that you are perfect and you never make any more mistakes. It just means that there is a completion that comes into your life when you allow the peace, you know, the peace of God to become you having peace with God. There is something that takes place there that that cannot happen anywhere else. You're not going to go to any college and be able to obtain this. And I'm not against education. I'm not against any of that. I think it's good if it's handled right. But the bottom line is there are certain things that have to come from God. They have to. We cannot produce them. We can't build them. We can't make them. And thus, you know, in observation is the fact that mankind can continually come up with with good plans. We all can. Praise God. I live with a planning guru. She should have written books. I wouldn't have had to work for these last 30 years. If she had written books, I'd, I'd be sitting back and I wouldn't have to work. Yeah, make some noise. But even on our A day, folks, even in our best way of planning, sometimes we're just not going to have it all down. And so this is what satisfaction comes. If you will come to the Lord and just be satisfied with how he does things, you will find some tremendous peace in your life like you never have. See, sometimes, and you're like me, sometimes we don't think God's doing it fast enough. Sometimes we don't think God is doing it enough. And if we could learn the gift from God that God gives us that keeps going and keeps giving, is if we could learn to be satisfied, 
I'm going to tell you something, folks. It would help our daily living with him, and it would help us to obtain the benefits. I am landing the plane. And so, um, oh, I'm out of time. I'm going to get you tonight. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, please don't, don't go home and say, man, I'm not coming back to church. Um, but I'm going to, I'm, I, I got a short little message for you tonight, too, that I think the Lord's going to help you with in Jesus' name. But today, I, I, I thank you. Let me just say this publicly before you begin. I appreciate this, not for myself, but for this. You, your, your daughter is in a class act here. She really is. This is quite a church. It really is. What she got herself involved with, and, and that guy that, that hugged you there before, they, they have gotten themselves involved in a very, very, very tremendous apostolic church. And you guys are. I, I'll say it again tonight. You know, we went to that men's meeting, and when soon as prayer was called upon, guess who was right there in the, in the, in the leadership of that? Every one of our guys. And you want to know why? Because they know how to do it. They know how to do it. And you know what you guys did? I watched it. You know, I watched it spread from you to the others that were in that place. And it was powerful. This is a powerful church. Everybody say, shut up. Come on, it's going to be the only time you can say that in church. Everybody say it. I am going to, okay? I don't know how to end this. Uh, if I end this, it'll be another 45 minutes. I am just telling you how it is with me. And so I'm just going to end it. I'm just going to end it. And appreciate you folks, and God bless you.